I love hearing the birds outside, <laughs> even yeah. if they're like, ah. <laughs> it's still pretty. It is. So, um, welcome everyone. I am Karsten Farney, and this is a Mindfulness for Mamas community conversation on Zoom. Um, this is actually our last one for the spring. We're going to take a little bit of a break during the summer, but fear not, we have some past recordings that we will be um, publishing each week or posting each week to our YouTube and um, podcast channels so that we can um, still provide you with some wonderful mindfulness insights and um, little moments of, of connection and reflection. Um, we're so excited today to have one of our alma mamas, Heather Divine, with us and to be facilitating this conversation on releasing expectations. Um, Heather is has been living in Jackson for nine years. She is a creative director of Glyphon Designs and the founder and love ambassador with People Spread Love. She is a proud mother of Elliot, who's just two and a half years old and thankfully is napping today. But we, with that, I want to say that because we're all moms on this call, you may see or hear um, little ones popping in and out. And uh, that is just one of the dynamic and beautiful um, aspects of the way that our community works and that we we just we love that and we appreciate that our families are here with us and and even in our self-care mindful moments uh, they can they can pop in and make appearances um, Heather is going to share some of her experience on the planet and what she tries uh, to do to keep it together, especially at times like now where there's so much uncertainty and um, we're dealing with a global pandemic and everyone's trying to figure this out as we go. She'll be sharing a meditation that helps calm the mind and we'll share a story or two that will hopefully open up more conversation and sharing among all of us. So Heather, thank you so much and I will let you take it away. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone taking the time to join us. And uh, like Kirsten said, you know, <laughs> go with what works best for you right now. Um, your priority is you and your family. Um, so if you need to get up and, and leave, it's totally understandable. Um, so like Kirsten said, we're, I'm going to be talking about releasing expectations and um, in, in talking about this, one of the things that came up as I was speaking to my husband about is um, joy is the state of receiving the gift of this present moment. And sometimes it's really difficult to even comprehend what those words mean because, you know, we're, we're busy and, um, you know, sometimes I wake up and there's a scattered mind that already exists um, just before I, you know, <laughs> even start moving my body, right? Um, our compulsive mind just simply takes over and um, it is, it's an unfortunate thing about being a human. Um, we're intelligent and sometimes a little bit too intelligent to the point where our minds kind of do a little bit of self-sabotaging. Um, so today I actually um, have a couple stories and I'll try to keep it brief because I really want people to share. Um, this is a community space where, you know, we're all teachers and we're all students in this thing called life. Um, I'm certainly, you know, no pro at anything, not even in my own life. I'm still learning a lot. Um, so this is a humbling experience being able to talk to you guys. Um, but 
to start off, I wanted to kind of start us off on a good foot with a meditation about five minutes or so. Um, and focusing on the scattered mind versus the calmed mind and trying to calm that mind down. Um, with a calmer mind, we're um, able to find that we can connect better with people. Um, we can connect better in way of giving them our quality time with our presence. And honestly, that's the best gift you can give anybody that you surround yourself with, your family, friends, colleagues. Um, where a scattered mind is elsewhere and worried about something, whatever that something is, um, in our meditation, we'll focus on the breath and note when the mind has wandered and just begin again, um, back to that breath, steady, consistent breath. So I'm gonna ask all of you um, to find a really comfortable seated position. So um, whether it is, you know, you're sitting with your feet planted on the ground or tucked underneath, go ahead and take a moment to, to get comfortable. With your arms resting on your legs, palms facing up, and have a soft gaze or your eyes closed, whichever's comfortable. And then what we'll start doing is breathing through our nose and out through our mouth. And letting, you know, simply breathing in and out and noticing the hands that are resting on your lap, your feet planted on the floor or tucked underneath and rooted into the ground. Your back should be upright posture, relaxing your shoulders down, relaxing your face, your jaw. In order to notice the breath, maybe try to put your hand over your belly to feel that constant motion and the way that your body responds to the breath. Thoughts will naturally come and go. And when you notice the arrival of these thoughts, simply just begin again back to the steady motion of the breath. Accept the thoughts by breathing in and exhaling them out. Notice the body and any discomfort you might have. Recognize the discomfort and breath throughout and try to breathe through it. And go ahead and switch your breathing to a more you know, relaxing state, whatever that looks like, whether you breathe in through the nose and out through the nose whatever is most relaxing to you and natural. I'll have you notice the sounds in the room. Perhaps there's creaking on the floor, the little ones walking around or animals snoring, kids playing, just notice them. birds chirping.
Notice if there's any smells kind of wafting in the room. Notice those too. Those thoughts arise again, just bring it back to the breath. In and out. Your breath is a steady rhythmic beat that you can always go back to in times of uncertainty, frustration. It's always constant. into the body, recognizing those toes and maybe give those a wiggle. Your fingers, waking those up. When you're ready, slowly open your eyes. And really take the time to come back into space. Allowing for time after a meditation is very important and to honor the space that you just created and shared. And I wanted to allow for any reflection on anything that came up um, in just those short few minutes that we shared together in the space. If anyone feels like sharing, you're welcome to. Thank you so much. That was a really beautiful meditation. And um, I just wanna invite anyone who does um, have something that they wanna share, please just tell us your name so that anybody who's listening to this call later might know who's speaking. This is Haley. I could totally like feel this pulse of, you know, just kind of your body getting into, I don't know, I do that sometimes where you're maybe going diagonally or in a circle, but um, the whole body is like creating its own rhythm. And then there was also some of you outside, but I swear I could hear the ocean. Like it was like 
moving and falling waves. So it was very comforting. Thank you, Heather. Of course. All right. This is oh. first. I, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was trying to figure out where the mute button was. Um, I really, I also really appreciated the the space that you allowed for um, this. Some of these days, it doesn't feel like there's as much breathing space and stillness and um, the pause that I think is really rejuvenating and nourishing and I've, that felt like a gift to receive so thank you wonderful well thank you for sharing and sharing that space I think it's you know it's certainly important to you know and sometimes meditation can be a walking meditation it doesn't have to be sitting and um looking a certain way that you've seen in books or in memes. Um, it can look as natural as life. It's even meditation through washing dishes and playing with your child on the floor and, you know, just enjoying time. Um, I was in Grand Teton National Park yesterday and it was genuinely the first time that I consciously said, there's no expectations, we're just gonna go and we're gonna enjoy whatever happens. Um, very few tourists. Um, everyone was in a, in a great mood and I just followed my son everywhere. Um, and there's only a few times where I said, okay, buddy, let's go this direction, you know, but I let whatever, you know, kind of like how the wind blows you, just letting that and honoring that and seeing what happens. Um, so I kind of went back and forth whether or not I wanted to share a whole lot about this organization I started back in 2015. Um, but I think I will because it definitely ties into messaging we want to, we all need to hear right now as far as um, how connected we are as humans. Um, so I'll start off with how that began. Um, this was pre-baby, summer 2015. I was listening to the radio and I heard um, of an act of gun violence that's all too often common in this country of hatred, of leaving nine people dead in Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm sure some of you probably remember listening to that story. I, I wept in my car um, listening to that story. Um, that evening, churchgoers, predominantly black attendees, came to the church for Bible study and they welcomed a young white man into their congregation with open arms he sat among them and after a time opened fire and took the lives of nine people. I was just devastated hearing that somebody can do that to another human. Um, obviously his motivations were full of hate um, and I felt an emptiness inside because it felt helpless to know that there's somebody out there that would do something like that and then to know that nine people's lives were plucked, you know, in a very peaceful space and a place of worship and love. Um, and so, you know, I happened to be walking into Albertsons to go get groceries for me and my future husband at the time. 
and I felt a tug on my shirt to go down the greeting card aisle. And I stood in front of those cards for about an hour because I was trying to find, you know, um, a card, you know, going to the victim's families, um, to the church itself, um, to, to their loved ones. But I didn't really know. I just felt like a pull, like I need to go get some greeting cards right now. Um, so I was there wanting to make sure that the, the messaging was correct, you know, that it was, um, you know, written with a Christian vibe, that it was written with sympathy and love. And, you know, um, you know, you can never pick out a greeting card and it's perfect, right? So um, did the best I could. But at first I thought, you know, I can have me and my future husband sign these with me and um, just send them to the church. And hopefully they'll see the love and intention in that. But then automatically I got this, no, you need to contact everybody you know in Jackson. And at the time I wasn't living in Jackson for very long um, at that point. And uh, so I contacted everybody that I knew and the response was huge. Um, people put in artwork, dried flowers, some photos. Um, and what I ended up having people do is either coming to my office um, or meeting me at a Jackson Hole Live concert on the lawn and come on, you know, sit on my blanket um, and sign the cards. And so the cards were filled with signatures of people with love and compassion. And it was so uplifting to um, later read through these and seeing how, what an outcry and an outpour of love was in um, these cards. So I felt like, okay, I got to do something. <laughs> this is clearly not a one-timer. Um, so I put these, all these cards and all of these tokens of love into a box and the return address said people spread love and it's not like I sat around brainstorming names it just came um, to me that that's what needed to happen is being called people spread love um, so by profession I am a live I um, a graphic designer and web designer so um, putting together a logo and a website was not difficult for me um, and Currently, um, ever since that day, I, or maybe not specifically that day, but um, ballpark, um, I have a site that accepts love requests. So if you know somebody sort of, you know, very similar to a prayer request, you know, somebody's going through something hard or needs some love and recognition, that our website at peoplespreadlove.com will allow people to request for love be sent to, sent to the specific person or group of people or family um, for any reason whatsoever. Um, I've learned a lot about people spread love in way of what it can really mean for someone to feel connected by another human. Um, so, you know, beyond our local community, you know, really reaching out to another community, you know, we're all one large global community. Um, and sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we think, oh, that's happening over there. That's, that's far removed from me. It's far removed from my world and the safe bubble that I live in. Um, instead, People Spread Love sets the stage of a global community where we can love one another and be connected. Um, so we write letters to people, um, letter writing um, campaign, if you will. And what I do is hold these meet and makes uh, at public spaces like businesses, organizations, um, even living rooms, um, and you know, bring, bring my humbled amount of supplies um, and we write letters together and share in that space of gratitude and love. 
Um, and it's really touching, you know, sometimes I don't hear from the recipients immediately. Sometimes it's, you know, a thank you letter or maybe I never hear from them ever again. Um, and in some cases, some of those volunteers become, or some of those recipients become volunteers, which is even more fantastic because it's kind of helping, um, it's all um, encompassed, it's all interconnected and it's kind of closing the loop, if you will. Um, so People Spread Love is a passion project of mine. Um, it's taken quite a bit of a backseat since I became a mother. Um, and actually during my maternity leave, I reached out to the Jackson community to help step up and um, help, you know, either organize public events or private ones in their household or, um, you know, schools have actually adopted this into the fold of their um, either um, writing, writing programs or just a way of, of them doing a good deed for someone else um, and, and really reflecting on what people are going through. Um, so it's been a pretty fantastic um, way of me learning both individually and then collectively um, as a community. Um, and I kind of wanted to pause there and see if anybody else has had a similar, you know, um, shift of priority and things taking back seats. Because um, I know it's not just me. <laughs> see if anyone wanted to reflect. I will say, you know, I, I had a similar experience with um, my postpartum um, experience. I, I um, with both of my children, experienced um, postpartum anxiety and some depression that was related to that. And really, you know, profound feelings of loneliness and powerlessness and, and realizing, you know, gosh, there's, there's got to be a way to turn what feels really dark and maybe negative um, into something better. And that's part of where Mindfulness for Mamas came about was that moment of reaching out and saying, like, I think we can serve moms better and, and learn together and journey together through this. And, and I so appreciate your reflection on the, you know, it may start with that that me, that pain that we feel in our heart in response to, you know, an event um, or, you know, something that we go through a challenge in our life, but that it always, Henry Nowen always says like true spirituality always leads from me to we. And that's what this sounds like and feels like. And, um, you know, my guess is that everybody's kind of been there with something in their life. I think that the organization has, I mean, an incredible, um, I don't want to call it mission because it's, 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 it's not really that hard to spread love and, um, you know, opportunity also to include our families in that and especially our kids because, I think when our kids grow up in communities um, where they don't see the outside world and the outside need as often, it's really important to connect them with, with that too. And I think, 
you know, that philanthropy and volunteerism and spreading love really starts from a very young age and in the home and by example. And so um, I think I unfortunately haven't had the opportunity to attend any of the meet and make events, um, but I was, I've been looking forward to them. And I think if we could maybe even have like a family one where we can bring our kids, uh, not the little, little ones, cause you know, then it becomes like a total mayhem, but you know, the ones that can help can write and then can draw pictures and color. And um, I think that would be a really fun um, opportunity to involve them. Absolutely. I can share. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because my phone is charging. All right. Um, I just wanted to say that I love you. Thank you for for this med for the meditation and the space to calm down and slow down and share about what you've created. Because um, from from uh, my personal perspective, my mom was a recipient of love through People Spread Love, and I had um, my I I had everyone come to my house. This was like a couple years ago, and we wrote cards, and, and it was very kid friendly event. All the kids, Ella and her friends, they all made cards. But um, that when you said that some of the recipients take a long time to respond, I remember my mom. Um, receiving the package and then like she didn't say anything to me and I was kind of like waiting for her to you know recognize like because I I mean there was a card for me in there and but she told me um that she, she was just going through something so hard that you know this having this um package come to her with just such love and hope um it was almost just like too far from where she was but she said eventually she started um, reading one letter a day, like, or sorry, one letter a week. And then, and then she said that it was like a incredibly healing experience for her. So, you know, I think sometimes our, our healing is, um, I just, I like the idea of slowing down in general and also just letting go of expectations that like things are just gonna that, that, that we can heal quickly. Like, I think like we can just do one step at a time, one breath at a time and just trust ourselves and know when we're, when we're ready. I don't know. I just wanted to say thanks because my mom really benefited. So thank you. Thanks, Ashley. Okay, so to be conscious of time, um, I just want to step into the motherhood aspect um, of my specific story. So, hi, I'm Elliot's mom. <laughs> One day, um, yeah, I, it's just really cool to say that, that I'm a mom. Um, I'm learning this new role, you know, this new version of myself. Um, I confess, you know, there's pictures my mom found of me holding dolls, but I don't remember having any yearning to have children. Um, not that I didn't want them, but I just didn't feel a yearning. I knew that, that societally that was an acceptable thing for a female to do and that, you know, you have generally have the right, correct parts to make a human. Um, but it was never something that I really con was conscious of. Um, you know, uh, and just to give you a little context before I step into this, um, both me and my husband have very, like, a history of vivid dreams. 
my husband dreamt of me when he was a teenager and he knew immediately when he saw my face that I was the one that he dreamt of. Um, he saw me at the age of 25 and he knew. Um, he didn't tell me right away because he thought it'd freak me out. Probably would have. Um, but um, so I'll step into like one night, I, mean, I would say it's about November 2016, just because this is a little timeliney. Um, I had a really vivid dream, as a matter of fact. Um, I swear it was Ashley's daughter, Ella, that was sitting next to me in a room. And it was all white, you know, just like the general dream state things you've seen in movies. Um, and Ella uttered to me, she's coming, like with such excitement and like her big bright eyes. And I turned and someone placed a baby into my arms. And I felt like an unconditional love just pouring out of me. And I've never felt that feeling ever before. And um, I always assumed it was going to be a little girl just based off of what Ella said. Um, and anyway, she said her name and then I corrected her and said, Ellie. And she smiled and then said it out loud as well. Um, and you know, in dream states, as maybe some of you also know, is not everything is uttered in words. Um, there was a, another message that came through that, that said three months. So I can only assume that within three months, you were going to have, you know, I was going to be pregnant. Um, so I woke up, you know, with tears in my eyes and just like utter joy. And like that unconditional flood of love was still, was you know, still up to here, you know, it was just overflowing. Um, and I shook my husband awake and told him, and I said, we're having a baby. <laughs> and so because he so understands vivid dreams and weird him out, um, I'm like, it's in three months. We're going to have a baby in three months. And at the time, you know, um, we didn't even start because we weren't sure. And then, you know, to me having just this vivid dream and it's being so incredibly clear and having a feeling of like utter joy, just filling up, um, my body was, was enough for me um, to know that that was what was going to happen. So we were really lucky to have conceived within three months. Um, and um, it's really, really sad the circumstances that we found out um, only because my husband's father passed away super suddenly. And the following day, I took a pregnancy test. And the way that I told my husband, as I said, you know how life and death are really close to each other? He goes, yeah. And he automatically knew that we were gonna have a baby. Um, so it was a really beautiful, but also a really bittersweet moment for the both of us um, to say goodbye to someone and then say hello to someone else. Um, Ashley will tell you that my pregnancy was probably quite annoying for some people because I was so blissed out and so joyful the whole time. Um, I administered a lot of Young Living Essential Oils, um, like Gentle Baby on my belly and just like, joy on my heart and lavender and um, just tried to keep myself as steady as possible because, you know, um, sh you know, having a happy environment in the womb is really important for the health of the baby, both physically and emotionally. So I was trying to keep it together, um, even though there were stresses from work and stresses from home and just trying to keep it together um, in that fashion. And I meditated for, I would say, about. I don't know, I could probably pull up Headspace's app and tell you for certain, but I think it was about six months straight, if not longer than that, of every single day meditating and taking space. Um, and it was super beneficial. Um, 
So just fast forwarding, I brought him home from the hospital, just having no idea what I was doing. Um, and it would just be a small victory if I kept him alive for another day, right? Especially for new mothers who have no clue what they're doing. Especially for a mom, especially for a woman that wasn't sure if she was going to have kids. And, uh, you know, I probably babysitted like two kids in my life. So um, anyway, I fell asleep on the couch with my newborn in my arms, just having finished breast, breastfeeding him all the night. And his little body slid off of my body <laughs> as I dozed off. But I could feel him sliding off my body and I caught him before he hit the floor. But I was like, I'm such a horrible person, God, like, what am I doing? Like, what makes me think that I can be a mother? And just having a lot of that self-doubt and whether or not, you know, I'm even cut out to do this. Um, and anyway, just a fantastic gift being a, being a mother, um, just all the way around. Um, obviously, there's certain levels of frustration that comes along with the territory. Um, but when, you know, around the time that Elliot was going to go back or going to daycare um, officially for the first time around the three month mark, or even really a month in um, to having him with me, I was just weeping, thinking of, I have to say goodbye to my baby eventually, because I need to go back to work. I have bills to pay. I have school debt. Like I have to, there's no options um, in this household. So I needed to go back. And, you know, I look at this pandemic and what a gift it is to have time with him again, um, truly. And, you know, it took a couple weeks for me to get our rhythm, um, but I feel so incredibly grateful to have time with my son because I felt like once he was in daycare, there's so much I miss. There's so much first that I miss, so many things. Um, even though I would see him every day, I didn't have that intimate moment with him and I feel like I'm genuinely connecting with him and, and that makes me feel really happy. Um, so just to, I wanted to have maybe some, um, you know, just see where people landed with my share and seeing whether or not, um, you know, are you noticing any experiences in quarantine with your children or your partners where you're able to, um, have some positive results and feel close, you know, feel in close quarters, you're able to, um, have situations where you can find that gratitude and, um, you know, perhaps tailoring your expectations because of that, because of where, where we all are <laughs> sharing in this uncertain space. It's okay if you don't want to share. I can, I can keep moving. <laughs> I'll share just a conversation that I had with a friend yesterday about the same thing. Um, you know, we, we talked about what, what to expect the next few months and if we should expect anything the next few months and summer camp and school in the fall and so many questions and not having any real answers to and um, how sitting in that liminal space can be very, very uncomfortable. Um, and, and she said, we were talking about some plans and, and I was like, we've just made a, a few plans and if they don't happen, they don't happen. You know, we're just, I'm just kind of giving it up, you know, giving it up to God, letting it go to the universe, whatever, however you want to put it. And 
And she said, you know, yeah, that's what I need to do. Like, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. And I could hear herself or hear her kind of beating herself up about it. And in that moment, I just had to stop and be like, you know, just so you know, you know, I've had a lot of practice the last six months really have been this practice in letting go of expectations with my, my father had been very, very ill in December and I had to pull out of school and, you know, we were waiting to see if my husband was, there were all of these things that even before the pandemic happened were life was saying, let go <laughs> of your expectations. And it's made, it's amplified in a pandemic. Absolutely. But I think that like you've illustrated in your personal stories that the need to let go of the expectations or at least hold them with really gentle hands um, is just a life skill that I think we need to embrace. And um, it's not easy and it takes so much practice and so much grace. I love that. Well, it actually reminds me how you're speaking of like holding tight is like holding on to sand and then just like goes right through your hands, right? If you hold on to it too quick, too tight. Well, to just keep track of time, and I just want to move through this so then we can do a little bit more sharing if, if you're inclined. Um, but you know, I've learned more than anything to trust my guides, my angels, whatever you want to call them. And, um, you know, I know that I'm a powerful being with a lot of potential for so much more. Um, for showing up in in I don't know in a more enlightened way in a in a, in a higher state of consciousness, um, you know I, I feel like I struggle with patience and quick to anger. Um, if I get lazy, you know I work. Um, I'm trying to work hard to release the illusion of control and learn how to play again. You know, getting down on the floor playing with my son, throwing, uh, throwing sticks and stones into the, into the creek and just watching them float, you know, well, at least watching the sticks float. Um, and, you know, sometimes I look over and he's playing with these little, like yesterday after dinner, he had his fork and his spoon and he was having imaginary conversations with these inanimate objects and giggling to himself because he made a joke or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of this world because I remember being that small and having this world around me that was full of awe and experience and newness and joy. Um, but instead, as an adult, I'm compulsively worrying, compulsively the, these, these thoughts are almost feel like they're controlling me, even if they're not me. Um, and I have to keep reminding myself of that constantly. Um, you know, it's, the pandemic is really brought to life. There's so much you have no control over. It brings forth a, um, a lot of light on human fragility. Um, you know, it's okay to aspire because um, it was helped moves us forward. Um, but to set expectations is to label the good versus the bad experiences uh, based on the results of the day. Um, so you could have in your mind's eye that I'm going to go run around the woods and look for morel mushrooms. But if your two and a half year old is like, nah, 
didn't want to get in the backpack and you've gone five feet from the parked car. It's like, well, <laughs> I'm disappointed, you know, and it's almost better to just go in it with a flow. And you know what? Despite how I picture it, I'm just going to go with and see what happens um, rather than reacting to with frustration and you respond with more control and kindness. Um, and you know what? If you have no control and kindness at that point, you can always say, I need a minute to step back from the situation. Um, and that's also okay. I come from a, a family of, of yellers. <laughs> so it's only, um, you know, I had a difficult time with expressing myself at a young age. So I'm overcoming and I'm also making sure that I have space for self-care and self-realization. Um, and then I am capable of changing after 36 and a half years of life um, and these behaviors and I can generate new ones. Um, you know, even this pandemic, you know, so many people are posting all these crafts you can do with your kids. And it's like these pretty Pinterest put together photos of the result. But it's like, you know what, I've learned one thing. Do not touch, to touch food coloring with a 10 foot pole. There's no way I'm doing it ever again with my son until he's old enough to like really have the dexterity and the patience and moderation and squeezing. Um, <laughs> there's certain crafts I won't do just because I don't want to have that frustration. I don't want to blow up at my son. I don't want to get upset for a mess that I could potentially try to rein in and, you know, work with material that's actually going to help keep us together and in harmony. Um, I'm indeed, as well as everyone, um, is a work in progress. And I do truly think that we're all teachers and students um, in this world. Um, so I appreciate you letting me share my experience with all of you. And I want to continually hearing stories from all of y'all through years to come. And share our notes and how we're coping through life. And life is complex, but we're not alone. So thank you for allowing the space and for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Heather. So, so appreciate you guiding this conversation and inviting us to reflect on the expectations that we set in our lives as well. I'm realizing I've got a voice back here. I'm going to have to hop for one second, but um, if anybody else wants to share, then um, please, please do. And um, I'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. Heather, what was the quote you said in the beginning? Like the joy in the present moment? What was that thing you said? Yeah, so joy is the state of receiving the gift of this moment. Yeah, it's, I think that we're all trying to find little bits of joy, right? We're all trying to, and we're not grasping onto it, but like recognizing it's there and enjoying in that. Because, you know, I pick up my phone and there's another news story about something awful and it's like I need to moderate what I bring into my life. Um, I need to moderate how I function and what I let in um, because it does change the dynamic of you and I think as mothers we are pillars of strength and we're not that it's all about you know if we don't keep it together and the whole family won't keep it together but it's definitely a pillar. Um, we are a pillar 
and um, moderating a lot of <laughs> our own, like making sure that we have self-care, making sure that we take care of our, our, ourselves so we can, um, you know, function in the best way possible. Um, I mean, Ashley is a perfect um, teacher of mine in my own, in my own life um, through essential oils and I meditate, I listen to podcasts that are nurturing, that's not just all about news, it's more about self-care and uh, going within. Um, yeah, I, so I want you to share. So um, I know that we're just about five minutes until we are probably concluding, but I wanted to, to see if anybody had any self-reflection on, on anything that um, I brought up and shared. And I'll just stop talking. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to say I was really um, inspired by your story of how you set the intention to just go out on this adventure with no expectations. Like, I just want to, we're just going to go and I'm just going to let it flow um, because that's a perfect way of just being in flow state. Um, this teacher I'm working with right now talks about the feeling of flow as feeling light, open, and wise, where you're just like, you're just I don't know. You're just in it. And we all know what that feels like when, when it's just flowing. Um, so I, I definitely needed that reminder to live my life a little bit more intentionally. Like I'm just, I'm, my purpose right now in this moment is to go with the flow and to play with my children. I'm having a challenging couple days, um, feeling like how can you rest when there's always something more to do on your checklist? Like, how can I just really, rest like I look I'm looking around right now you see this nice chair I see these piles of laundry and I'm just like ah! so it's like it's like how can we just pause all of that and actually come back and just being present with our life with our kids and because that's what really matters and that's where the joy is so it's like of course I'm not feeling joy looking at this pile because that's not a priority right now. The priority is go, go be in presence with the people around you and love them. So thank you for those reminders. But it's hard to live in that space of, I mean, cause we all have checklists, right? Like you, it's, it's okay to have those aspirations of wanting to get things done during the day and just figuring out what that looks like. Um, you know, sometimes I get frustrated because my husband's a doer. He does a lot of things around the house, almost too much to the point where I'm like, please stop. But he doesn't know how to. Um, but he's zipping in and out of the house and doing things in the garden and folding laundry. And I just wanted to take a few minutes. But I think that that's part of his practice too, is learning what that looks like for him personally. I recognize it. I think he recognizes it too. Um, but I have my own, um, exactly the same thing with you that you're sharing with Ashley is I definitely have those moments of, well, I really need to get this done. You know, I feel, you know, like my day won't go correct if I don't just check that one off. And I totally hear you. I honor those checklists too. They help keep us stable and have goals, right? Um, and how we want to see the day moving forward um and maybe make it make it a game to fold laundry i enjoy folding laundry it's actually a meditative thing for me i like to fold in the socks and you know i have all i have this whole system down that i actually enjoy it quite quite a lot so i mean your kids are old enough they can help <laughs> fold a towel right <laughs> 
I can see them doing it with joy and maybe singing and maybe wiggling and doing a little dance routine to it. That could be cute. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, um, I do have some resources that I'll send you of things that I use um, just to, to give you a heads up. I used, I mentioned before, Headspace, and then I'm using a new app for a secondary app for meditation called 10% Happier, which I really love. Um, it sets the stage with a little video, just a couple minutes long, and then it goes into the meditation. And it really helps set the stage and talk about what kind of space we're moving into, um, which I love. Um, I also, I'm using my phone a lot to, you know, um, use a lot of resources, but I also think that's okay. Um, but I use Talkspace as a therapy app just to talk things through, um, text messaging, you can record your voice and you can have video sessions. And I, you know, through this life journey, sometimes you need someone to talk to. So, and there's no shame in that. Um, and then I mentioned before, I use Young Living essential oils. Um, I'm back on the same regimen that I did, that I used when I was pregnant, <laughs> just to keep things together. Um, and then listen to a few podcasts and love to share all that. Maybe I'll share it on the Mindfulness for Mamas website. So you guys have it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll be sure to put all of those notes when we do have this video available online and, and the um, audio available on our podcast. We'll put all of those resources in the description as well. Um, does anyone else have any questions or comments? No. We want to thank, oh, thank you, Elle Beckworth. For, uh, for being with us today. Thank you, Ashley and Haley and Andrea as well. Um, and yeah, Haley, did you want to say anything? Yeah, I was just going to say, you told me your story a couple months ago or before the pandemic, Heather, and it was so amazing to hear the dreaming and the wanting and the um, just how you and your family came to be and how it was so... Uh, just spiritual and you know forethought and meant to, you know what I'm trying to say it was amazing um and just such an amazing story so continue to share that totally and um you know we just love everything that you're doing so thank you so much thank you um, for the mamas <laughs> thanks for being my teachers uh, mindfulness for mamas is fantastic um and I feel like I wouldn't be able to navigate motherhood without you. So thank you so much for being support. And especially with this pandemic, it's having these video calls have been a godsend um, for me um, and has made me feel like I'm connected. Um, I have a lot of friends that don't have children and there's nothing wrong with having friends that don't have children. In fact, it's kind of a relief sometimes. Um, but there is something to be said about having a mama group that I can connect with and um, they just get it. So it's very appreciated. <laughs> um, and Andrea, I just saw your message about essential oils. I apologize. I'm just gonna just mention real quick. Um, Gentle Baby, and I don't know exactly what's in it. Are, are you using Young Living by chance? No, okay. 
Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you an email, but there's, um, or just for the sake of this video, um, Gentle Baby has been, and I'll probably, Ashley, you're welcome to chime in. I'm no um, essential oils expert. Um, but I also use lavender and it's just a really good safe oil. Um, I even, you know, use a little bit of it, um, you know, to, I use it to smell because uh, it smells so good. Um, but I diffuse it in the air and then I also just rub it on my hand. So I just do like a single drop. That was two. So it's a little bit too much. Um, I'm just kind of rub it in my hands and breathe it in. And then I just kind of rub it on my shoulders and it helps with stress. It's, I mean, I love lavender by default. It's one of my favorites. Um, but I also use an oil called stress away. And that is our, you know, it speaks a lot within the name. <laughs> but I mean, these are, some of these are, um, you know, oils that are, you know, formulated specifically for specific things that'll help benefit you and your, and your overall health. Um, but those are just a few. And then I use a Valor oil that's more for grounding and rooting. And um, Ashley's helped me administer that on my wrists and on my feet. Um, and I use a carrier oil um, to, you know, there's, there's some oils, specifically those grounding oils that I help um, rub on my feet. And um, I use like a coconut oil and um, rub it before I go, rub it on my feet before I go to bed. And it just like helps me rest. Um, so I'm no pro, so I'm not going to claim that I am, but I like to administer and I, I can see the effects that it has on me, but then also on my, on my child. So I put oils in myself and it helps bring me to a state of grounding and, um, a little bit more of a calming space. And, you know, as you know, with contact with essential, well, most people know with essential oils, um, especially with young living, um, they have so much potency and so much power to them since they're of the earth of the planet. And, um, my son being in contact with me helps calm him down too. So, um, and I do diff diffuse some oils in his room, um, that are more of the kid sense, which is like a kid's line that helps, um, not make them so strong. Cause they can be quite strong if you use too much of it. Um, so yeah. Thanks Andrea. Well, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. You're amazing. Thanks, Ashley. You're amazing. And we'll have to we'll have to plan a kid friendly uh, meet and make in the very near future. I listen to and I think there's a lot of people who need love. You know, even beyond this little community that we're building, I I'm like we've got we have love overflowing got to spread it around. I know, I know just the right person who can help us do that. So thank you, Heather. Good. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for your time. You enjoy the day. It's beautiful out. Bye everyone. Okay. Bye. Take care.